0: Welcome to the Christway Connect podcast. Creating pathways, connecting people to Christ, to others, to purpose. Welcome to the Christway Connect podcast. Good to be with you this week as we mm-hmm. meander through Colossians chapter 3. Jeremy Arnick and Deli. <laughs> is it meander me. or is it crawl? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's slow. It's slow. It's slow but it's good. Lollygag. Yeah, lollygag. As we lollygag goes, yeah. through Never before has that been said. Anyway, here we are. So we're in this uh, series called A New Life. And uh, this week we were talking about uh, verses 3 and 4. And we've been reading it out of the message. And uh, it was A New Life and, and His Life. Last week we talked about His perspective, but this week His Life. So it says your old life is dead, your new life, which is your real life, even though invisible to spectators, is with Christ and God. He is your life. Uh, When Christ, your real life, remember, shows up again on this earth, you'll show up too, the real you, the glorious you. Meanwhile, be content with obscurity like Christ. So on Sunday, uh, we we tackled this a little bit. I pulled a few things here and there. Uh, Anything uh,
1: sticking out to you guys as we begin our conversation and discussion one of the things sticking out to me is that people's new life or really it's a lot of times it's our first life if we come to christ we realize what i was living before wasn't life but we come from different deaths that look very different you know that what 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 and when we talk about freedom, I feel like what one person needs to hear that frees them, you're freeing them from different prisons and from different mentalities and different passions and different uh, different things. But we're all then hit up in this identity with Christ that we're freed to two similar places, but we're freed from
2: a lot of different different places, looking
1: yeah. prisons and different looking philosophies that that imprison my heart and I'm still discovering the things that have, you know, I still discover the things that are imprisoning me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that journey with Jesus isn't, it's like, okay, I've, I'm hidden with Christ and now I've been, I've been freed and I've, I put on this new life in every area, but there's still new things that are, uh, that are revealed where somebody else is coming from something that I've never even considered as a, a prison in my life. So that, that's kind of what's interesting to me at the moment.
2: Yeah, when you say that, it actually reminds me um, of when, uh, for those of you that have been through freedom, I guess we, we've talked about this of like just cleaning house, right? We're opening these doors, uh, understanding that there are these, these areas that maybe haven't been cleaned out, right? Or even when you talk about putting on your old self right or putting off your old self and putting on your new self right like realizing okay I thought I put my new self on but there's still some of these areas that I haven't fully taken off oh yeah I'm still wearing this hat that I didn't even realize I'm wearing um or it, I don't know just these things about yourself that you're that when you start really trying to dive more and put more of him on you're like oh right there's there's still more of me that I haven't put put off yet yeah And
1: well, then the other other side of that, one of the things I was thinking of and kind of coming going back to chapter two, where he talks about the things that have an appearance of wisdom, but they really have no value. Mm. If you have grown up in church and religion, you might have felt like I need to have this specific hat on and it needs to be worn just like this. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, that's me identifying with Christ. And then you start questioning whether or not that's the right, the right thing to put on. According to Colossians 2, it's not identifying with Christ. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. It's identifying with
1: the rudimentary practices of this
0: world. Is yeah. actually how it's yeah. put in, right? right? And it's like, don't handle, don't taste, don't touch, which I've always read that, and I'm like, that kind of sounds like church.
1: Mm-hmm. Don't handle,
0: yeah. don't taste, don't touch, don't sin, right? right? And then when you do that, you feel like you're all set, but it says, it closes out and says it has absolutely no power. Right. Yeah.
2: has an appearance of wisdom but actually has no, lacks any value. It actually (laughs) talks
0: about will worship. The King James Version calls it will worship, where I am worshiping my own will to not do something. Like, you know, hey, I'm not cussing anymore. I'm not smoking. I'm not whatever. I am not fornicating anymore. Well, Mm -hmm. you know, dandy. Mm -hmm. Great. But is that a filter or is that something going on? And then it closes out to say it has no power whatsoever against sensual things. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah.
0: Like, once you get in the battle, you're in trouble, mm-hmm. right? You, you brought a water pistol to a, a, a real gunfight, mm-hmm. you know? And the idea that you, you take those things on, what's kind of interesting is you're talking about that. I know we talk about putting on Christ. One of my favorite verses in Galatians when we do baptism is that I'm clothed mm-hmm. with Christ. This, is, this thing seems to be, as I've been preaching this the last couple of weeks, it seems different. It seems that I'm hidden in Christ. and I get it. I'm not saying the, that that negates the clothed in Christ part or, you know, the robe of righteousness or what we put on, right? But there's, it, it almost seems like instead of, as you mentioned, Delia, like swapping hats, like I'm oh oh, wearing this hat, and we're wearing the other hat. Mm-hmm. That, to me, feels like I'm still me. Almost like, I'm, and I don't mean this in a hypocritical way, like an actor. I don't mean mm-hmm. it in a hypocrisy. It's a costume. But I'm putting this on, and I look this way, And in a few minutes I put this on and look this way. Mm -hmm. And then the difference as I've been pondering what is it? What is it when I'm when my life is hidden with Christ in God? The version I memorized as a kid, set your affection on things above, Mm -hmm. not on things on the earth, for you are dead and your life is hid hidden with Christ Mm -hmm. in God. So it's as if I am in like I'm inside of him. Right. He's and he's down. inside of the Father, right? That kind of, uh, it just feels different. It feels a whole mm-hmm. lot different yeah. than the robe of righteousness, which is there. I get it. I told totally you. Mm-hmm. And putting on Christ and clothed with Christ. But it's almost like a calling to something just significantly different. Mm-hmm. It's not.
3: A, and I think that a lot of times it's the way we employ these scriptures, scriptures, and I can only quote the King James. <laughs> He that is in Christ is a new creature. Old things pass away, behold, all things become new. Uh, the scripture in Colossians, all these scriptures about a new life and about a burial, somehow or another, we just always end up turning those back into the law. <laughs> That's what we do, is the death is, yeah, I'm dead. You're right. Not just dead to Christ, just dead in life, still guilty of the same condemnation. And I think that this scripture wasn't written for that, And when you talk about being in Christ, and even Sunday, when I was sitting in here watching the message via closed-circuit television. um, (laughs) Thank you to
0: whoever set that up. Yes.
3: Um, Baptism is immediately what came to my mind, the death, burial, resurrection of Christ, and being buried with Christ and then rising to new life. And I I, I think about how much we employ that as a further condemnation to people. Uh, it's a further
0: opportunity to say that it's our righteousness, and you put on this robe, and yeah, it's a further. Con- it's an interesting phrasing, a further condemnation to people. Yeah, it's from some... from the church, from, from the, the church. religious, from
3: from the whole foundation of Jesus Christ. The whole point of Jesus Christ is the freedom and being able to rest in His righteousness, but yeah. somehow or another, being clothed in righteousness, yeah. it sounds. We've made it sound like, okay, we're going to judge you. You're supposed to be clothed in righteousness. And uh, if that's with you, it doesn't allow you to live free, mm-hmm. and it stops at death. Baptism or your, your walk with God or being free, it's not just the death part. There is the rising to life part. And those, those old methods are just as buried as our carnality and our sin, They should be just as buried as those things.
0: The methods. Yeah, the methods, the whole methods. Well, I think it's the ideologies. I've been doing a lot of thinking. So um, a week ago, Wednesday, Ash Wednesday, right? Mm -hmm. So Lent started a week ago, uh, a week ago Wednesday. So I have been trying to be thoughtful in a a Lenten way, right? Uh, Really, 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 really trying to be intentional about truly devotion times with the Lord. Uh, Whereas I typically just kind of go through the day and it's like my cell phone. I'll call him, he'll call me, we'll talk through the day. But lately I've been doing that. And the thought came to me, this is, I was listening to something and it said, we act as if Christ's death was to get us to be able to do two things. Not, no no sinning and get to heaven. Mm Mm-hmm. And we were made in, clearly, Genesis 3, he made us in his image. We are called to be image bearers Mm -hmm. that reflect the praises to him of the beauty of creation and also steward his love and stewardship to people. (laughs) We're image bearers, right? And when we find ourselves lost in Christ, right, in Christ in the Father, Letting that be formed in us, around us, through us, actually being a person that recognizes the life of Christ is what I want to reflect. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to be sinless, right? I'm not trying to be all cleaned up and ready for a party somewhere else. But once
3: you realize the glory of that, that's what verse four talks about. But that is a glory. That's the glory of just knowing Christ. The next few verses can be confusing to people because Paul goes on and he's saying, "Stay away from sexual immorality," which to, I will be
0: preaching on Sunday. Yes, you know, I'm fun looking with that. forward to it. I
3: think people get confused because it sounds like Paul's going back into the law of those things, but what he's saying is these things are employable to the glory of Christ, so that when we set our affection on Him.
0: We don't have to live the law. You know what? When you live those other things... So this the, the message is awesome, right? It says, yeah. uh, God's about to explode in anger. <laughs> handle that, Mr. No-Sin, right? right? Right. Yeah. Yeah, handle yeah. yeah. that. Sin's not the deal breaker. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the deal. It's a fa- Sin is a failure of worship. Yeah, yeah. Sin just shows that we're worshiping something else. Right. It is a failure of worship to the one true God. And when we fail in our worship to God, there's something else involved. Yeah. He said, you serve God or mammon, there wasn't a third choice. Right. Mm -hmm. We serve him or we serve something else. And when we serve something else, the byproduct of that relationship is a spiritual exile. We give our authority, that image-bearing authority, we give that over to the idol, frankly. Mm. <laughs> and then we get our, pardon me, rated, our bottom handed to us. Yeah. And then we're like, whoa, that's not what I signed up for. And then we repent and the Lord receives us. But this is, a, that exploded in anger part? I don't think it's about the listed things of profanity and dirty talk and bad temper and adult, whatever, all those things. Those are simply byproducts right. of the fact that we're worshiping something else. Sin, sin is a failure. To worship, we recognize that we are no longer image bears because that's not His image. <laughs> and he, I was telling Chip this week. We were talking about a, a Maya Angelou quote, and uh, you know, do the best you can for what you got. Right, and when you know better, do better. Do better. Do better. Yeah. Do better. Yeah. Not that you will do better. Some people misquote it. It's just when you know better, do better. And I thought of that quote in this context that has got to frustrate the Lord. It, frustrate, it frustrates me as a leader, as a manager of people, as a manager of my own house, my kids, and sometimes myself. Sometimes myself, yeah, yeah. that's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where you're like, man, didn't we cover this? Like, we covered this, right? We, you, you know better, but you're not doing better. And, and I could see that Lord responding in that way. Like, you know what? I'm about to blow up all over this place, y'all. Like, this is a failure of acknowledging what you already know and we go back, as the dog returning to his vomit, you know, we go back to these other ways and that's the cycle of the Old Testament. Absolutely. Just yeah. over the book of judges. and <laughs> over and over. This cycle of looking to the idols, giving our authority, giving our life and image over to them, exile, sin, and then we're, we're struggling because we get the fruit of that. They, I heard it said that these sins, these sins, and these these idols are great servants, but not very good masters. <laughs> so, if sex is that thing, you know, it's a it's a wonderful servant in a relationship, like yeah. it needs to be in a relationship, but not a good not a good master. Like if it's what's mm-hmm. driving everything, so yeah, just focus, yeah. yes, yeah. right. And so, I, I, I joy fills my heart actually when I think about the opportunity to go through all of the all the paperwork, all the religious paperwork (laughs) of uh, expectations and the things that produce condemnation and simply recognize, I just need to love you. And roll the dice on
3: God's love and leave it there. What's amazing about all of this that has to anger God or anger anybody that's in any kind of covenant relationship with somebody that they just absolutely love. Uh, Isn't it amazing that at the end of all of this, when we read this passage wrong, or we employ these ideas, the thing that gets indicted the most is God's love. Like, it's not just that we wallow in some type of shame that is, is not supposed to be there. It's the fact that we accuse God when it's all said and done as if he's changed his mind about us. Even if you want to use the law, I hear a lot of people that argue against what we're saying right now. And they're like, no, the law of the Lord is perfect, rejoicing the heart his commandments. They quote Psalms and they say all these things. But even if you go back to Israel in the time of the law, God, like, never, all those judgments that were written in Leviticus and, and all those scriptures, you didn't see them happen. I mean, in the book of Judges, how many times did the children of Israel turn their back and worship something else and God forgave uh, them. Before every judge. Yeah, before every, <laughs> now, There's 12 judges in the book. Before every one. And then yeah. how many times throughout the entire Torah do we see this happen? So this is the nature of God, to love us and to be forgiving and to know who he's dealing with. He's still clothed. And you're talking about clothing and righteousness. After Adam did what he did, just blatantly, he still clothed him because he loved him. So I, that's I, I, that whole joy you feel I feel it too. And I'm rolling my dice on the love of God.
0: Well I I'm thinking incongruent. What's in incongruous? What would you say? Are you doing the mathematics thing? I'm right trying now? to think like the incongruent like,
1: yeah. Mm. I'd say the OUS a, word, yeah, whatever uh, that is, whatever that is right. Yeah. 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 yeah.
0: Incongruentous. <laughs> 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 okay, oh okay well, we, know well, we know it's we know it's not we know it's not that yeah. word. So uh I think that folks look at anger, God's anger, as being completely incongruent with God's love. Mm -hmm. And what is interesting is uh, anger is a real emotion. Mm -hmm. And it is an emotion as well. We emote it. There are seven, arguably, seven emotions like fear, surprise, love, anger. Those are things that you don't help. You don't throttle. You don't walk into a room, a dark room, open a door, and everyone goes, surprise for your birthday, and you're like, I wonder if I should uh, be surprised or not. No, you're like, you're surprised. Or if you reach down to think you're picking up a baseball, and there is a snake head, and you're not into snakes, and you, you know, fear, right? You don't, there's no cognitive thing going on when you look at those seven emotions. They just emote from you. Feelings are another thing. Feelings are how you interpret stuff. So anger can just be present because it's anger, right? And love can be present just because it's love. You see them and you just love them. Yeah, this stuff can happen together. And frankly, what you're mentioning is when you love someone, it is okay to be angry because you love them. Right? Violent, abusive, no, right? But the fact that I'm, I'm angry about something because I love... The stakes, that is not incongruent. Right. Those circles are not, you know, miles apart. But I think we can see it as such. Mm-hmm. And so when we look at this thing of, you know, God's looking at us doing all these things in the world,
1: yeah. I'm thinking, I, I, and I can't get off of it as we were talking, but if, as we're talking about sin and a new identity and clothing and i 1 Corinthians chapter 12, the end of chapter 12, where he says, I will still show you, I'll show you a more excellent way. That's what I feel like God is like, okay, son, mm-hmm. I love you. I've got a more excellent way than the thing that you just did, than the way you just did that. Yeah. And yeah. now the way that you did that, I understand why you made those decisions. Mm-hmm. And you're going to have to suffer for that. It's gonna, there's going to be consequences well, for that. Well, I would that. even say
0: if you're living a sinless life... <clears throat> but you're doing it out of one tree? Yeah. Or the other? Right? Out of the tree of life or the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, right? Yeah. You video the person, they look exactly the same. But what's going on inside? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, let me show you a more excellent a way. more excellent, way. A more excellent <laughs> way and isn't that
0: the point? That's that's
3: the point of the life in Christ. And I think sometimes we get so focused on what we are not and and we do so much business with that inside ourselves and religion, as Deli brought up, teaches you to do so much business with what you're not and focus on that that Christ doesn't ever get to really be the focus. Yeah. Because if he was the focus, yeah. you find out like so this if, if your Christ, life is hidden with Christ, then yeah. what are you
0: not? Mm-hmm. You're not what?
2: You're yourself. You're in Christ. Yeah.
0: You're in Christ. Yeah. And in Christ is
3: abundant life. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Uh, yeah. So I be, so in my, in my actual group, we're actually going through the book of Colossians. We started in chapter one, and Copy, we're going to read through the whole thing. Copycatter. Yeah, well, we already started before you, you started. Actually, I that. started the series because I watched you look it up. So <laughs> I'm the copycatter here. But, um, you know, this, this, this church of Colossae, right, like they um, had this mixing and hodgepodge and was losing the supremacy of Christ, right? Like over everything. You know, like it was just like, oh well he's he's another one of those gods or another one of those people that we should also, you know, attribute things to. And and I cool teacher. Good choice. Yeah, he's a cool teacher. He's a great guy. And and we and we in this culture right now can totally I can see that a lot of times. Like, oh yeah, that Jesus guy, yeah, I like some things that he said, but I also like this that I learned at this class, you know. Um and so I, I actually went through um, a long time ago, I don't even remember, but in my Bible, I've got red squares over the word Christ. And in these, I mean, what, there's four chapters? There's th- it's stated Christ 32 times. What is that, Andy, per, per chapter?
0: Uh, 32 <laughs> divided by 4 is 8.
2: That's right. So it, in, in these chapters, he, Christ's name, like Son, Jesus, or Christ, is mentioned 32 times. And, and I, just ha- I have to say that um, specifically... In uh, chapter, uh, at the end of chapter one, he says, uh, Paul is saying this, He is the one we proclaim, admonishing and teaching everyone with all wisdom, so that we may present everyone fully mature in what? In Christ." Christ. Right? To this end, I strenuously contend with all energy that Christ so powerfully works inside of me. Once you to know how I'm contending for you, for all these in Laodicea and for all those who have met me personally, my goal is that they may be encouraged in heart and united in love so that they have full riches and understanding to know Christ. Right? Like, it's, it's, just, it's like, it's Christ. It's Christ. Oh, yeah. And by the way, it's Christ. When Jesus is the way and everything else, the conversation, right? Like, Jesus is the headliner. He's also the sub-liner. Sub he's the opening act. Right? Yeah. He's, 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 every the single, yes. he's the closer. He's every single thing. And, and it's all like in Christ. We want you to know that you're spiritually full in Christ. You're not spiritually full of these other things. You're not yourself. You are in Christ. And, I, and it takes me back to John 13 mm. through 17. Like I'm in him and he's in me and I'm in the vine. And I want you guys to be in me. Right. Right when you said this encapsulating, infusing that we are in Him, man, that's just it takes me back to that every single time. Like I am inside of Christ, so that His joy may be made complete in me by the fact that I'm in Christ. And yeah, yeah, it's I don't know. I just I think about all of that intertwining of yeah.
3: Paul is having to lay that out to people who are dealing with Christ and trying to understand the context of Christ. And it'd be revealed to them, what, a couple of decades maybe after Christ Mm -hmm. at the most? But isn't it amazing that 2,000 years later, what's the fight? What are people really going to get mad at us for saying that it's all in Christ? Mm -hmm. What are people going to get mad at us us for thinking? Mm -hmm. It's not the law. It's all in Christ. Mm -hmm. So you could quote Galatians 3 right Mm -hmm. now. Oh foolish Galatians, with, with which you, did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law? And you will get as crushed today <laughs> as he got crushed back then, right. because it's the one thing that
0: has to be revealed well, to have you. Well, have you begun in the Spirit, now will you be made, made perfect. perfect in the flesh. In the flesh, yeah. yeah. It's the in one the thing we can't just, get. It's just the carnality piece of it, right? So mm-hmm. the whole idea of it just being uh, Jesus. And I think the pathway that, that we are on uh, mm-hmm. is that we're just trying to be out of his way.
2: Yeah, That's
0: what I often tell people when we talk about church stuff or church growth. Or I had a, a new friend uh, drive from out west about six hours, Iowa, to come hang out with me last Monday. And uh, we spent the whole day talking God and church and next step and how to do recovery and all kind of integration in church. And, and we just talked about those things, you know, and the idea that, man, this is just all we're trying to do is get out of the way mm. and provide space for people. Why? To be touched by Christ. Frankly, if we're in the way, if we have to like filter, like we're screening everybody, mm. I, I am so not interested in being that guy. <laughs> 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 like we're all doormen, you know, we're all bouncers. Like we're screening who gets to come into the space Mm -hmm. no way man and plus i don't want people to have to go through me because they're not going to hang around to do that Mm -hmm. right can we just simply step back and Mm -hmm. let the lord touch them however needed right whatever whatever's needed and help them recognize i think a lot of people we we surely do we bring all kinds of things in to the into the room and i said it on sunday um You know, church isn't a date. This isn't like we're going to put our best foot forward to impress you as you come here and and like us and hope you love. You know, no, no. We we, want to love you because you exist. And thank you so much for wanting to join today for whatever reason. And we believe, we actually believe Jesus is here. (laughs) Whatever that means, I have no idea. I don't know what that means, you know. The Jesus walking with robe and blue sash down the center aisle, I'm not sure. I don't know. But we believe the Lord is here, and Mm -hmm. he's changed a lot of lives, and there's every life in this room is in progress,
2: Mm
0: -hmm. while at the same time being counted righteous and innocent Mm. (laughs) and saved, right? And so we're so thankful for that. And I I think also, we don't talk about this too much, but it's not like, hey, we got saved. How cool. We all get to go somewhere else. And whatever we do, whatever heaven is all about. I think we have found here, and this is one of the beautiful parts about this community, is that we actually enjoy being together here right now. And whatever the Lord does, great. And it could be a picnic. Eternity can be a a picnic. (laughs) We don't care. We're glad to be together, right? And the community of faith. and, And I think that's the extension of really what this has always been God's idea to be. Where is he? Where are his people? and being together in community, and allowing all of that to happen and occur. Mm -hmm. I really think it's something special. It
3: is. It is. It is the most special thing. And it's just as essential, I think more essential, because in the Scripture it's very clear our advocacy with Christ can clear up anything in our lives that's not like Him. So it's so much more important to focus on the community. It's, it's funny because the subject was hidden in him.
0: That was the... Yeah, the his, subs- it's his life. Yeah. His, yeah, his. It's, his, it's not my
3: life, it's his life. It's but he, it's yeah. funny. It's a new life, but it's his life. Well, everything you just said to me was the thesis statement for, for what we mean when we say we're defending the space. That's defending the space. Yes. Yeah so that people know that when they come in here, they have... Do you remember the days coming up and where we come out of? The feeling of not having enough time to just let God work in your life. Everything felt like a crisis or an urgency. And
0: the only urgency that there is is to rest. Rest in Him. Well, I think the urgency happened because there was a lot hanging over your head if you didn't get it fixed. Oh, man. Oh, man. The other day I asked in one of my classes, I said, "How many, how many of you have uh, some, some prison time hanging over your head if, if this doesn't work out for you?" <laughs> and from you know six months to 12 years, 14 years, you know, around the room, I think some of that is what we felt, like if I don't get this squared away,
3: Yeah, I always have prison
0: time. As soon over my head, as yeah. possible, yeah. yeah, then it's not not a good prognosis of what future, right? So I don't want to I don't want to have to deal with that. Yeah, uh, that is that is the that is the thesis statement for defending the space. Yeah, we've all got swords waiting to chop
3: down anything that wouldn't <laughs> li- let the space be. That that mm. that's the number one thing. I would I think I can speak for this community is providing the space so that people a can come in and be relieved when they hear that message. Cause I still think it's t- thousand twenty three. But from a church perspective, that's still a relief. Yeah, when people find out that that's, well, that's people what tell Christ, us, yeah, they tell us that that's a testimony. Yeah,
1: so it's a relief. Yeah, Colossians two two. That their hearts may be encouraged, being knit together in love, to reach all the. And this is what I circled: the riches of full assurance mm-hmm. of understanding and the knowledge of God's mystery, which is Christ, in whom are all, hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Yeah. So that. I, I feel like that's what, because sometimes we, you guys were talking, I'm like, that's a really hard box to check, right? If you're, if, and I like being able to check off a box being done, mm-hmm. but to be able to have that community, to be able to have that, the riches of full assurance, you know, that's a hard box to check to be able to be in this community and be, uh, you, you, it's not complete. You know, it's not like, okay, I got that done, I did my time, now I can go on to do my mm. my own thing. Uh, so as you, as you guys were talking about what, what's special about, what we hope is special about Christ's way, what we're hoping, I feel like, is that, that we hope to have a community where people have full assurance of this relationship in the Lord and to give space to that. Yeah. And and that's not something we're going to check off as done. It's no, going to be something we're going to do day. together <laughs> and, and enjoy and enjoy continually. I so. don't think
3: the defaults change or think you have to exercise that all the time. And I say this with full understanding and hope. I mean, I'm, I'm a lead pastor at another church, and I'm hoping that all people that serve Christ can feel that. Mm-hmm. But I also am very aware and this means something totally different today than it did when I was a little boy. Narrow is the way. Mm-hmm. And few there be that find that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we just have to pray that the whole kingdom sees it that way.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I was I already pulled to before you spoke, Jeremy, I pulled up to Philippians three. You referenced did you reference three or two? I couldn't remember. In uh the, two in, in the message. Yeah. yeah. And so I, I just went to Philippians three because Paul is saying, if anybody has reasons to put confidence in the flesh, I've got more than anybody ever, you there know. You go. And, and then he goes th- through this box checking is mm-hmm. what he's doing. He's like, man, I, I persecuted whoever it was, righteousness based on the law, faultless. I am flawless. Blameless. You know, like I, I can walk into any church and people will be like, man, look at this guy. Yep. But then he says, but whatever gains to me are a loss for the sake of Christ. And he says, "I consider them garbage that I may gain Christ and and be found in Him." Yeah, this is exactly what we were talking about. Be found in Him, not having righteousness of my own because of the law, but which is through the faith in Christ. That that's, I mean, that's such a, like you said, it's such a hard box to check, and that's a little that makes people a little uncomfortable. Even I would feel, but but it's also to me, it's like, well, if I love Him, like I will follow His commands, and so it's it's. Yeah. Uh, it's not based on me. It's just based on him found in him and love in him. And I don't, it's whatever I'll do, whatever it takes. I'll, I'll take off my clothes because I know him and wash someone's feet. And and it is okay.
0: And it is okay to pursue that space. It is a mystery. Yeah. We're not super great with mystery. Mm, Yeah. Uh, Years ago, I worked in an Episcopal (laughs) school and just the way the day set up, we'd do carpool in the morning, and I'd stand out and talk to the principal, and we'd hang out for hours, literally. I didn't have a first-hour class. And we'd stand in the parking lot, and it'd be 9.30. I'm like, I got to go teach, you know. We'd be talking theology, talking God. She called me a Pentecostal mystic once. I was like, wow, that's the coolest thing ever. Like, thank you so much. <laughs> I was like, thank you. That's exactly like a superhero. That's exactly why I'm super comfortable with that. Because I'm comfortable with the mystery. I don't even want to find out. I don't want to figure it out. I want it to be God. I want it to be like smoke that I try to grab it and I know it's there, but I, I, it's transcendent beyond me. Like I don't, I don't even want to be able to put it in a, in a bottle. <coughs> Years ago, in the tradition that I was raised in, we talked about the oneness of God and that God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit were one. And not just one in unity, but like one in person. Like there weren't three people, weren't three persons. And so they would use the example of uh, a bottle of water. And they would say, this water can be ice and steam and water. Three different manifestations of water. And I had struck me when I was preaching about this, and I thought, yeah, mm-hmm, okay. Except, I'll give you that, if you'll give me that you just put God in a plastic bottle. <laughs> right? I mean, I get it. And we want to have those footholds of this makes sense to me, this makes mm-hmm. sense to me. I'm reminded of the guy that uh, was blind and Jesus heals him and he's brought before the leaders. Yeah. And, you know, call this man a demon. Call this man. You were, you were delivered by the powers of Satan. And the guy, the boy's like, I don't know if the guy was of God or not. What, yeah. I, what I do know <laughs> is I... Used to be blind oh, and blind now I see, it. and, and that is. oh man, that's a big deal for me. Like <laughs> yeah. that's that's the thing right there. Like, the I know space. what I I know what I used to be, yeah, and I know what I am, and I know that I am that because of an intersection with Jesus, mm-hmm. and it made the difference. At crutch, you call you call whatever you want, it, whatever you want to call it. I'll I'll chime in with you. It doesn't matter to me, but I do know that I was this. <laughs> And now I'm that, and the mystery of all of it. Uh, okay, good with it, and I want it to be such that people never ever have to jump through any of our of our hoops. In the addiction community, one of the challenges with it in recovery is, however, you found recovery, you think everybody else has to find it that way, mm-hmm. and so there's a phrase: multiple pathways of recovery, and it's kind of. Caught on lately. So it's like, hey, there are multiple pathways of recovery. Like, you don't have to do it that way. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> now, and then again, I say the only sacred cow I have is that Jesus is standing out in the field. <laughs> like, the, <laughs> that's the sacred cow, right? <laughs> Everything else has been slain or run off, right? And so, and I tell folks, I'm like, when you talk about a higher power, you talk about God as you understand him or her or it. I'm the one that adds the him or her or it. However, that is. For me, it's Jesus, and that's the only thing that I, I take, take to the mat. When you talk about Muslim, Islam and you talk about Judaism and you talk about Christianity, technically, we all serve the same God. It's all from the same root. It's you know. Abraham's God. Right. right. We all come from Abraham, yeah. theologically, so it's Abraham's God. Asterisk. Jesus does put a wrinkle in there, right? <laughs> so Jesus is a bit of a deal breaker on that whole thing, right? But that's the, that's the piece that I look at, and I'm like, Lord, I believe in you. You've changed my life. Uh, let your spirit be present and just help us love people to get them in here and then get out of the way, <laughs> other than to be right with them. Yeah. Walk with them, pray with them, knowing that we're not doing some big benevolent act. You're my brother. I'm going to pray for you today because in a couple of weeks, you're going to need to pray for me.
3: Won't be long, will it?
0: That's how it works.
1: Yep.
0: Well, we could go on, except we're setting a world record for the longest podcast we've ever done. So. I tell you,
3: I was sitting here thinking, this actually <laughs> it's the longest. I'm four just listening I've ever to had. the terminology and the "Jesus is the way," and then I heard Deli say uh, uh, he referred to something from Discovery. This is like discovery
0: in, in oh, a nutshell. 40 minute discovery. <laughs> yeah, this is We got discovery from three hours to two hours. Now we're doing it to two hours to 40 minutes. minutes. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, cool. It's beautiful. We'll just, we'll just have lunch on Sunday afternoon and play this. There we go. Yeah. All right. I'll close this out. Lord, thanks for your love for us. Thank you, God. Thank you for your great grace. Thank you for the life change that we have been so privileged to experience. And in the mystery of who you are, we embrace it. It, it doesn't bother me. I welcome it, and I'm thankful that you are greater than I could ever be. Your ways are higher than mine will ever be. And I I take comfort in that. And I'm thankful for your wonder, and I'm thankful for your splendor. I am grateful to be a part of you and a part of your kingdom and the privilege that we have to serve you. All of us around the table are so thankful for that privilege. So let your words reach out uh, through this time, through us, in us, and into others. So we're grateful for it. Thank you for this wonderful opportunity to talk about your good news. And uh, we give you praise for all of it, Jesus. Thank you for the life change you bring. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Gospel. You just heard discovery. (laughs) It's (laughs) great. That is the gospel
3: message, man.
0: It's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks, everyone, for joining us today. Uh, We've certainly enjoyed ourselves around the table today, so... uh, uh, some laughing, some moist eyes and some full hearts. So, uh, blessings to you, grace and peace. And, uh, we look forward to being with you next time. Take care.